In the book of Revelation, we get some amazing pictures of prayer. In Revelation 5, the prayers of the saints are compared to incense offered as a pleasing aroma before God. He loves it when we pray. And in Revelation 6, we read about martyrs, those who gave their lives for God's kingdom. They are in God's presence saying, Oh, sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Today, we have the opportunity to offer up prayer like incense on behalf of those persecuted for their faith. Several Christian leaders are here to help us pray. God, I pray for strength. I pray for courage for our sisters and our brothers. I pray, God, for the Holy Spirit to give them the words to say at the right times. Love one them, God. Provide for them, Lord. Lift them up, Jesus. That you will grant peace and mercy and protection to persecuted Christians wherever they are found all over planet Earth. We do pray that you, in your grace and your goodness, would give strength to those who struggle, that you would be their comforter, that you would be their help. Giving them a comfort, Father, and a peace, and a sense of stability that cannot be known except your own presence do it. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome, I'm Todd Nettleton with The Voice of the Martyrs. This Sunday marks the annual International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. We often shorten at our office to just IDOP. I hope you will join brothers and sisters around the globe praying this Sunday or we know that because of the election, some churches will do so the following Sunday or even the third Sunday in November. I hope every church will pray for persecuted Christians during the month of November, and I hope you'll be a part of that, and I hope you'll invite others to join you. One of the questions I sometimes get asked is, hey, do, do our prayers really matter? Do they make a difference, a, a real practical difference for our persecuted brothers and sisters? To answer that question, let me share a story from Peter Yasek. Peter's been here with us on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Peter was imprisoned in Sudan for 14 months. He traveled there on behalf of VOM. He was our Africa regional director. He was arrested. He was actually sentenced to life in prison, but the Czech government negotiated for his release. But Peter tells the story of, of being in the prison cell and he actually shared a cell with ISIS fighters that had been arrested in Sudan. And Peter was in this crowded cell, and it was lights out every night at 9 p.m., and Peter would just go off into a nice, restful sleep at 9 o'clock when the lights went out. And Peter talked about the fact that even he was surprised that he was able to sleep in this crowded cell and surrounded by enemies, people who would harm him, people who would be against him. And yet, 9 o'clock, the lights went out, and Peter went right off to sleep. After Peter was released from prison, he went back home to the Czech Republic, and he went to his church, and the church members said, Peter, we are so happy that you're back with us. We're so happy that you're safe. We prayed for you. In fact, they said, you know, Peter, we agreed as a church that every night at 8 o'clock, we were going to set our phones, we were going to set our watches, 
And at 8 o'clock every night, whatever we were doing, we were going to stop that and we were going to pray for you in prison in Sudan. Here's the amazing part of the story. 8 o'clock in Prague, Czech Republic is 9 o'clock in Sudan, the exact hour where the lights were going out in the prison and Peter would lay down and go right into a restful night's sleep. Do you think those prayers made a difference for Peter? Who can you make a difference for now? Who needs to have you make a difference for them now in prayer? That's why we have the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. That's why we need to pray, though not not just in November. We need to pray all year long for our persecuted brothers and sisters. And it can even be a simple, practical prayer like, Lord, help Pastor Wang Yi in prison in China to get a good night's sleep tonight. Help him when the lights go out to be able to go into a restful night of sleep. Our prayers make a difference. That's why we have the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. That's why I am so passionate about asking you to be a part of praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters. Now we're going to take some time to pray together. And I've asked some Christian leaders if they'll help lead us in prayer. But I want to be sure we're not just listening to them pray. Let's pray together with them. We're going to start out with Craig Groeschel. He is the pastor of Life Church. I want to talk to you about the importance of praying for persecuted Christians, our brothers and sisters around the world that are suffering as they glorify and follow the name of Jesus in all they do. And so we're going to pray on the International Day of Prayer Sunday, of course, but we also want to pray every single day. Uh, I live in a nation where we might be persecuted, some for following Jesus, but our lives are rarely ever in danger. And I'm aware that even right now, all over the world, there are very, very faithful followers of Jesus that even making their faith known could put their family in harm's way. And my heart breaks every time I read a story um, or hear about someone who is faithfully serving our Savior, and they're, they're suffering, they're tortured, and many times they lose their lives. And so I just invite you to join me in lifting them up, uh, believing for God's protection, and uh, believing that every time when someone's serving Jesus that he would be glorified. So let's pray together. Uh, Father, we thank you, um, especially for those of us who live in places where we can boldly declare the name of Jesus without suffering great harm. And we're aware that right now, all over the world, there are those that are suffering. Uh, some are imprisoned. Some have lost family members. Uh, some have lost their own lives because they faithfully follow you. We thank you, God, that we are blessed when we're persecuted for your name's sake. God, I pray for strength. I pray for courage for our sisters and our brothers. I pray, God, for the Holy Spirit to give them the words to say at the right times. God, for those who might feel alone or abandoned, we pray that they would always feel your presence, that we would recognize and they would feel even right now that you would never leave them and never forsake them. And God, I even thank you for those who have been so faithful even unto death. May they inspire the rest of us to live even more boldly for the one who boldly gave his life for us. Protect our brothers and sisters. Strengthen them. Encourage them with your presence, your word. May we be united to stand together to lift up the name of Jesus so people would be drawn to know you all over the world. We pray this in the name of the one who gave his life for us, Jesus. Amen. That's Craig Groeschel. He is the pastor of Life Church. Let's continue praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters with radio host and author Ed Stetzer.
Lord, we acknowledge that by your grace and your goodness, you have redeemed us, called us by name, saved us, sent us on a mission for your name's sake. But Lord, we also know that for so many, in so many places, this gospel change and this gospel work puts people in harm's way, puts people in the midst of persecution in some places, um, harassment in others, marginalization in others. And Father, we pray for those around the world who face difficult circumstances to know you and to share the good news about you to others. And we do pray that you in your grace and your goodness would give strength to those who struggle, would give peace to those who experience persecution, and ultimately, Lord, in the midst of the troubles and the struggle, that you, your presence of your Holy Spirit, would be at work and give peace and grace and comfort to them. So, Father, we again remind us, Lord, who those who are not in persecuted places, remind us to remember those who are and to lift them before you as we do now in Jesus' name. Amen. Our prayers for persecuted believers continue with Michael Tate. He is the lead singer of the Newsboys, formerly with the band DC Talk. He was also our guest last weekend right here on VOM Radio talking about a new edition of the book Jesus Freaks. You can hear that conversation at vomradio.net. Here's Michael Tate to lead us in prayer. Father God, we come to you now, Lord, our Papa, our Daddy, our Creator, our Provider, our Redeemer. Your graces and mercies are new every day. And Lord, we pray for men and women, Lord, even children across this great country and the world, Lord, that might today be going through or in their lives, Lord, living their lives out loud as we say, God. Some are even dying for their faith, God. I pray, Lord, tonight and today, God, you protect your people, God. You provide for your people, Lord. And Lord, give them the strength. Guard them up, Lord. May they not grow weak or weary, Lord, in doing the things for you. Work, loving you, Lord, lifting up the standard, God. I pray, God, that as they sometimes feel like their work has gone in vain, maybe, Lord, or they feel kind of depressed and out of it, God. Lord, love one of them, God. Provide for them, Lord. Lift them up, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that we as believers, Lord, here in such a cozy place as America so many times, God, we lose our our place in our minds, our faith sometimes, God, because we, we're just so bombarded by social media, so many things coming at us, God, that we don't think about the things that are eternal, the things that matter, the things of, that when this life is over, Lord, and it will end, where are we going to go, God? So bless your servants, God, that are being martyred daily, Lord. They're living out loud, God. Living their faith out loud, God. Provide, Lord. Touch them today, God. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you for this book, for the potential reach of this book. Thank you for being God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. And give us that martyr-like uh, spirit in our, in our hearts, God, to fight to the end for you, Lord, because what does it matter when a man gains the whole world and loses his soul, her soul? It's nothing there, God. So maybe go at it, Lord, like bulldogs. Hungry, Lord, for you. Hungry after your people, Lord. To see people changed, Lord, redeemed. Lives set free, God. We pray, God, in your name. Jesus, amen. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. We are praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters on the program today with several friends and Christian leaders. Our hope is to begin a season of prayer as we commemorate the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Let's continue with Dr. Albert Moeller. He is the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary 
in Louisville, Kentucky. It's so important to pray for persecuted Christians. We need to understand that for many Christians around the world, just belonging to Christ, just identifying with Christ, daring to share the gospel or to preach the word of God can be a capital crime. It can lead to torture, to death. It can lead to all kinds of oppression. And I can't think about this issue without remembering being on a far point of the planet when I met a young man who at age 18 was the last Christian male in his community. We had met in a safe place in an independent third country, and this 18-year-old was preaching the word because he was the last man left. And even as there was an older elder from another nearby village, he asked the young man to raise his shirt. And when this 18-year-old raised his shirt, I saw for the first time with my own eyes the effect of someone being tortured and beaten with chains. I'll never forget that moment, nor will I forget the intensity with which I was moved to pray for the persecuted church in an entire new way. Because that 18-year-old young man, that solitary teenage preacher, is not alone in suffering this persecution. His name could be repeated a million times over. All this leads me to pray particularly for Christians who are suffering in majority Muslim lands, especially in the Middle East. And many of them are suffering mightily. The least we can do as Christians in the West is to pray for them fervently. Dear Lord, we pray right now that you will grant peace and mercy and protection to persecuted Christians wherever they are found all over planet Earth. We pray that there will be, nonetheless, a watering of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we understand that all of this is in your hands. We entrust all of our fellow believers and ourselves to your hands, and we pray, as undoubtedly we must, for the persecuted church. Amen. That's Albert Muller praying for persecuted believers. Next, we're going to hear from Greg Mundus. He's the executive director of Assemblies of God World Missions. He leads a team sharing the gospel in about 190 countries around the world. Today, I would like to speak to you about the suffering and persecuted Christians around the world. I know that this is a special day when we intercede for them, but being a special day doesn't mean that the other 364 days of the year are not special. Every day is special when we intercede for these dear brothers and sisters in Christ. I have to say that uh, one of the things that inspires me is uh, a quote by Edward Judson. He was the son of uh, Adoriam Judson and said this about his father. And if you know anything about Adoriam, you know that he suffered much to share the gospel. And this is what his son said about him. Success and suffering are vitally and organically linked. If you succeed without suffering, it is because someone suffered for you. If you suffer without succeeding, it is in order that someone else may succeed after you. I think of John chapter 4, where Jesus says, The harvest is ripe. Some sow, some reap. Many of our brothers and sisters are working in the heat of the day, suffering and persecuted. So I would like to offer a prayer for them. Lord Jesus, you look at your, your church, your family, the believers across this world, Lord Jesus, particularly those in areas of the world that are persecuted and suffering because of their faith. I can think of specific countries, but there are so many, Lord, where standing up for Jesus is something that costs. It's a sacrifice. 
but there is a joy that we see in each of these believers that we know that can only come from you. They have a peace that passes all understanding. And so I ask in the name of Jesus, according to the great grace of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, that you would be their comforter, that you would be their help, that you would be their wisdom, that you would be their strength. And I will thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we continue praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters and and commemorating the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians, let's hear from Priscilla Shirer from Going Beyond Ministries. It is my privilege to have an opportunity to pray on this International Day of Prayer in regards to the persecuted church, the many people that are in ministry, that are serving God in villages and in towns and in cities and in underground churches and in so many different dynamics, the likes of which many of us in this part of the world where I live may not ever have an opportunity to personally experience. And yet we can't ignore and we can't um, not take the opportunity to pray for those who are serving in less than desirable uh, situations. And so on this day, and not just this day, but as often as possible, we should remain mindful of those who are suffering, who are being persecuted, who are in positions and in situations where it is dangerous physically and hard emotionally and overwhelming mentally to continually serve God in a bold, unapologetic way. One of the ways as a mother that I always try to keep my children mindful of this is by reading to them the excerpts and stories from Jesus Freaks, which was published by Voice of the Martyrs many years ago. And I use the copy that I've had for more than 15 years now to read to my children about children, their exact same age as some of them, and who are willing to be unapologetic about their faith and stand firm even in the face of danger. I'm praying that all of us will be mindful and that as my sons grow, they will continue to be aware of young men and women, of older men and women who it is costing them their very lives to stand firm for the faith. Let's pray together. Lord, I am praying for those who are part of the persecuted church, Lord. They have given their lives for you. They have been um, treated poorly. They have been, uh, have not had the justice that they deserve, Father. They have likely felt very overlooked and undervalued. And in many cases, their families have been torn apart, Father, because of their service to you. And so on this day, I am particularly mindful of every man and every woman, every father and every mother, every teenager, Lord, and every young person, Father, every grandparent who has been ripped away from the opportunity to serve you in the way that they expected to, Lord. I pray that you would give them an encouragement that can only come by your spirit. I pray they would have a sense of your presence that is overwhelming even now while we are praying. I ask, Lord, that your spirit, Lord, would rise up within them, giving them a comfort, Father, and a peace and a sense of stability that cannot be known except your own presence do it. Father, I pray that you would give them open doors, that you would give them favor, Father, that you would give them opportunity, Lord, even where they are to continue to be used for your glory. 
Father, I pray that even in the difficulty that they are facing, that you would give them a testimony and a maturity, Father, a spiritual growth that can only come in the midst of this difficulty. Father, I pray that you would grant them wisdom, that you would give them joy amidst the suffering. Father, I pray that you would give them a heart that is tender and has eyes of forgiveness and compassion, even for those who have persecuted them. And then, Father, I pray that your word would give them a peace, that they would hear your voice speaking clearly to them every single time they open up the pages of Scripture. Father, give them access to your word. Give them like-minded comrades around them, Father, who can help to encourage them, Father. And then I pray for even those who are persecuting them, that you would give these believers opportunity to lead them to you. Father, I pray all these things, believing in your name, that you are powerful enough to bring it to pass. And then, Father, I pray for the families they've left behind. As a mother, I am particularly mindful, Father, of the children or the spouses that have been left behind um, as they have been incarcerated for their faith, Lord, or removed from their family structures. I am praying now for the spouses, the children, the grandchildren, Father. I am praying that you would give them peace, that you would give them encouragement, and that you would give them opportunity to continue the legacy of faith in their family. We honor you, Father, for the privilege you have given us to pray for our brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Priscilla Shirer leading us in prayer. I hope you have joined in this time of prayer. We've been praying for persecuted believers around the world with a number of Christian leaders, and I want to say thank you to all of those who you have heard leading us in prayer. I'm thankful for their willingness to say, hey, this is important. I want to be a part of praying for persecuted Christians around the world. So thank you to each of them. If you missed any of those prayers, or if you're just now joining us, you can hear this entire program at vomradio.net. You can also find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for VOM Radio. We designed today's program to prepare you to join with others for the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Traditionally, that's the first Sunday in November. We know this year with the election, some churches are going to put it off to the second Sunday or the third Sunday. But the important thing is that every single church— Pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. Hebrews 13.3 says, Remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. Well, if you were in prison, if I was in prison, I think we'd want to know for sure that people were praying for us. So that is the purpose of the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. If you want more information or resources to help you pray, to help your church, your family, your Bible study group, your Sunday school class, visit our website, vomradio.net slash IDOP for International Day of Prayer. I'm excited in the coming months to share about a project that I've been working on that also relates to prayer. You're going to hear more about this after the first of the year, but uh, I have written a book sharing stories from some of the amazing Christians that I've gotten to interview during my 20-plus years now working here at Voice of the Martyrs. The book is called When Faith is Forbidden. It's going to come out next March from Moody Publishers. We're going to have more about that in a couple of months. We'll also invite VOM Radio listeners to be a part of the launch team for the book. 
But one of the things that Moody asked me to include among the stories was specific ways that we can pray. My editor basically said, hey, you know, people are going to read these stories. They're going to be inspired by the stories, but they're going to want to pray for the people they're reading about. They're going to want to pray for Christians in those countries. So you need to help them pray. You need to tell them how to pray. And so uh, I wrote some things about how we pray for persecuted Christians and I want to share just a couple of those because I, I think they will help you. Again, we're commemorating the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians, and I think this will just provide a little more food for thought as you're thinking about, okay, how do I pray? How do I lift up my brothers and sisters going through persecution? One of the ways that I talk about in the book is praying for the first conversation that a new believer in Jesus will have about their faith. You see, there are new believers from a, a Muslim background in the Middle East or from a Hindu background in India, and right now they are thinking about, okay, who am I going to tell that I'm not a Hindu anymore? I'm not a Muslim anymore. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you see, that, that first conversation is vitally important. It could lead to them getting beaten. It could even lead to them being killed. But it could also lead to an opportunity to share the gospel. It could also lead to another new brother and sister being born into our family, being born again into our family. So pray for that new believer in a restricted and hostile nation who is, is right now, they're thinking about, they're deciding, they're praying about, who do I tell? Who's the first person I tell that I am a follower of Jesus Christ? Pray for our brothers and sisters who are making that decision right now. A second way that I encourage people to pray it grew directly out of a conversation I had with Bob Fu. In fact, you've probably heard the conversation here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Bob was formerly a prisoner for Christ in China, and I asked him, I just asked the question, you know, Bob, do you pray differently for imprisoned Christians now than you did before you went to prison in China? And Bob had some amazing experiences in prison. He had a chance to witness. He had a chance to lead other people to Christ. And he said, oh, absolutely. I pray totally different now. And I said, okay, how? <laughs> tell us tell us how. And he said, you know, before I went to prison, when a, a Christian brother or sister was in prison, I would pray that God would release them, that God would get them out of prison as soon as possible. And I said, okay, I, I totally understand that. That's, that's how I would hope that people were praying for me if I was in prison, because I haven't been there yet. And he said, but since I was in prison and since I had those opportunities to be a witness for Christ there, now I pray that God's purpose will go forward while they're in prison. Now I pray that they'll have opportunities to witness for Christ while they're in prison and that they will be in prison as long as it is God's purpose for them to be there. So I want to encourage you as you're praying for Christians in prison, I think it's very natural to pray, God, get them out of prison. But let's also remember to pray, God, have your way while they're in prison. Give them opportunities to minister. Give them opportunities to witness and give them the strength to endure as long as it's your will that they remain in that situation of persecution and that situation of hostility. I hope those two ideas will, again, help you as you're praying for persecuted brothers and sisters as we commemorate the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. 
Again, if you're just joining us, you can come to vomradio.net and listen to this entire conversation. You can listen to the prayers that have been prayed during this program. You can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for VOM Radio. And I'd love to hear from you this weekend. How was your church involved? What did your church do? What did you do to commemorate the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians? Next week, we're going to have Todd Lafferty from the International Mission Board here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. He's going to tell us some amazing stories of what he has seen God do as he has served the Lord on the front lines of missions around the world. I know you'll be encouraged by that conversation. I hope you'll be back with us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.